0: Good morning, Winners Church. Wow, wasn't that amazing? I'm telling you, the glory of God is here. I'm excited. We're going to see God move again and again and again. Hallelujah. The word of God says that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it yesterday, he will do it today, and he will do it tomorrow. Glory be to God. Oh, man, I'm excited about worshiping God, praising the Lord. I hope you are. I hope you was engaged, and I want us to continue to be engaged. Before we get into the Word, I just feel like we should clearly give out some of the testimonies that have been coming in by text. I realized, I think the Lord was like, you're not really talking about what I'm doing. So let me talk about what the Lord's doing. Let me go back to one from a few weeks ago, like the week before we were in the studio. That was about maybe a month ago or so. But um, I had this word of knowledge. And I remember I touched my head on top. So, and I said, somebody's being healed on top of their head. So right when that aired, um, somebody sent a text in and said, "Uh, Pastor Maurice, that's me. And what happened was that week, they had hit their head on something and they had pain there. And soon as I said, touch the top of your head, instantly the pain was gone. Glory be to God. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. Then someone else, um, have some people who live in other states have been texting us, telling us that the word that we've been preaching has been directly for them. Some one person, Marilyn, we gave a word um, we was preaching or something a few weeks ago, and she said, that was directly towards me because of something I have been dealing with during, that, during this week. Do you remember... Uh, Like maybe two weeks ago, I had been talking about how Pastor Patrick had his injury, but it shouldn't have happened. Yada yada yada. Well, I got a text from, and then a phone call from a person who is aware of our ministry, but hasn't watched us. This is only the this is the second time they actually watched us in the whole time we've been, you know, online. And they said that the Lord led them to have to watch Pastor Maurice. And in all that I was speaking about, the person began to describe a traumatic experience that happened in their childhood with a sibling, and the person was saying that my preaching Help deliver them from this fear that's been on their life, and so they've been afraid sometimes of sending their, their kid to school or being out in the public with their kids, afraid of being snatched and, which, and and this person said, when you said that things should not be happening to Christians like this, it literally delivered her because the person had been thinking that well what I'm hearing on the news you know, can can happen to Christians too. So there's really no difference, and there was a fear there. But the person said, I realize it's time for that fear to go, in Jesus' name. And so we're excited that the word of God, the power of God, is being administered to his people. Just this week, there was someone in our church who was in the hospital for a very serious condition. And so I went to go visit them. They were in rehab after their stay in the hospital. And so I went to go visit them. And this is not Pastor Patrick. I went to go visit them, and um, the person was talking, and you know we were just conversating, and you know having a good time. And then I was about to leave, but before I leave, I said, "Let me pray for you," which is my custom. So I laid hands. I was just sitting down next to the person's bed, and I laid hands on the person's leg. Even though usually I go to the to the stand up and I lay hands on their head, I lay hands on their leg, and I began to pray and minister the power of God into them that, they, that this condition would, would be reversed in their body. Literally, when I was praying for the person, I could feel the healing anointing. I mean, heat like you was warming a blanket. You know, like in a car seat, that same level of heat. But usually I said to the person, oh, do you feel that heat? And they'll say, yes. This time I didn't say anything. I just let that anointing go into their body. And then I finished. And I said, and the person said to me, I felt the heat. <laughs> I said, Oh, you did. I said, I know I felt it too, but I wasn't gonna say nothing this time. She says, Oh no, I felt it. She said that thing was hot. So when she said that, you know what I did? I said, Let me see something. And I like to experiment with the anointing, the power of God. So her leg, sheet, and the blanket is covered. It's not just a sheet, it's a sheet and the blanket. And I literally I had stopped praying already for a good maybe five seconds. I touched the side from where my hand was, cold. I touched the other side from where my hand was, cold. I touched the exact spot where I laid my hand. What do you think was there? Fire. It was hot. The anointing was still in the blanket. This stuff is real, y'all. Come on. So I don't want you to feel like we're just... Playing church. No, the power of God is real. The anointing is real. And we're ministering to people. Even when I went, to, I went to go visit Pastor Patrick, I laid hands on him again. He also felt the power of God go into, through the cast, into his leg. Thank you, Jesus. So his healing is going to be sped up. Now, let me just teach you something. When the man of God or someone lays hands on you, and the anointing is literally ministered to you, the physical healing anointing, you have a responsibility to do something. What is that, Pastor Maurice? Not to say, yay, I felt the anointing. Yay, I felt the heat. No, it's for you to open your mouth and say, the power of God is at work in me, producing a healing and a cure. And you say that every day until you see the full manifestation of your healing. And so what's happening sometimes is that the power is being administered, but people are not keeping that switch of faith on. They're just going about their regular day. No, 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 no. You have to keep that power moving your body through your confession of faith. Glory be to God. And when you do that, you're going to see some great results. Some things will be instantaneous. Some things will be over a period of time. But just know the power of God is inside of you. So no one who's watching me has to die of cancer. No one has to die of COVID. No one has to die of any kind of disease, sickness, or virus that's out there. The power of God is present to heal you in Jesus' name. Amen? Glory be to God. And so I'm excited about the power of God healing people. If you have a problem in your right hand, just receive your healing. The anointing goes and heals you on the top of your hand in the name of Jesus. And I want you to know that the power of God is real. And the river is flowing in Winters Church. And it's going to continue to flow. And we will continue to have testimonies from all over. Amen? To the glory of God. Why? Because we're praying. We're believing. And we know that God is a God of miracles. He's a God of signs. And he's a God of wonders. Matter of fact, Isaiah 8.18 says, we are for signs and wonders. We are for what? Signs and wonders. that are to happen to us and that are happen through us in Jesus' name. So you just make sure you have that switch of faith on, that you're believing, that you're expecting. a matter of fact, before I get into the Word, I just want to give you an opportunity, those who are watching, who have tuned in, to even give right now the screen is going to show the ways that you can give, and I want you to give. I want you to sow right now. Don't wait until the sermon is over. Don't wait until people start tuning out. No, give right now while the anointing is hot, while the anointing is fresh. Give right now in Jesus' name. Some of you have not been given. You've been doing your thing, but Jesus is saying, stop doing your thing and do my thing and give to my work. Tithe. Be a faithful giver in Jesus' name. It's not just for everybody else to do it and for you to get a free ride. No, you have to be a committed giver in this kingdom why because you are the part of the body of Christ you are a member in particular and you have a part to play not just volunteering your time not just praying giving of your resources and everybody has something to give everybody oh I don't have nothing to give that's why you'll never hear me pray oh God bless those who give and those who don't have to give that's a lie Everybody has something to give. Oh, Pastor Maurice, I don't have a penny to my name. First of all, multiple, that's a lie. Everybody got a penny. You know, please. The homeless got more money than some of you. Anyway, let me go there. <laughs> please, that's not, We don't even go there. But everybody has something to give. Give a tie. Throw your button in there. Whatever you have, give of your material and financial possessions to the kingdom of God. And Jesus is going to bless you. And let me tell you something. Jesus is watching. Remember when they were in the temple and they were giving and Jesus saw the rich give and he saw that widow woman give and he made a comment about it. What did that tell you? Jesus is watching what you're giving and he's watching how much you're giving. Hallelujah. I'm not blessed because I'm the pastor and I'm stealing all the church money. That's not happening in Winters Church. Hallelujah. I don't even handle the money. Pastor Patrick does. Hope he ain't stealing. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. I'm joking. I'm joking. He's not. Believe me. The Lord shows me everything that I need to know, especially when it comes to our church. But listen, I'm blessed because I've been tithing and giving since I was 14 years old. I've told you that many times, 14 or 15. Never stopped since that time. And money has never run out of my life. Yes. Now, am I a multimillionaire? No. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm living good. Eating good. Hello. <laughs> never a time I'm going, oh, I-, I can't afford that at a grocery store. Never. Never. <laughs> okay, I sound like an African. Calm down. <laughs> never have I ever, ever had that. Happened to me where I said, oh, I can't get that. Never. Never has happened. Remind me what David said. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. You don't want to be a beggar in this life. Be a giver in this life. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we thank you for those of you who have been giving. God bless you as you sow. Today, in Jesus' name, and you help the ministry go forward. Well, let's get into this word. I'm excited to minister to you. God is about to bless you with some good news from His throne. And so, today, I want to announce to you that you, you, yes, you are nothing less than amazing. I want to announce to you that all of us who are born again, who are children of God, those of us who are his, who are his human creation, we are nothing less than amazing. Isn't that good news? Yes, it is. Sometimes you don't always hear that good news. Some of you didn't grow up hearing that you were amazing from your parents. You didn't hear that you were amazing from your um, siblings or your colleagues or your friends in school. Sometimes your teachers didn't tell you that, and they put you down, and they made you feel that you were less than amazing, less than awesome, less than beautiful. But the Holy Ghost is here to tell you today that you are nothing less than amazing. Amen. You start at amazing. Amen. That's your starting ground. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm excited about this truth and this revelation. The word of God says that when God made man, when he created your father, Adam, he's our first parent. Amen. The Bible says that God made him. After he created the rest of the world. And the Bible says that he called the world good. But when he made man, the Bible says he saw and said that it was very good. What does that mean? That means that man was the crown on his creation. And this is what the Bible says about man. That we were made in the image and the likeness of God. You can't get any more amazing than that. That you were made in the image and the likeness of God. Then, here in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul comes (laughs) trailblazing, preaching the gospel, preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, and he meets some people who are not born again, some real pagan sinners who are believing in the unknown God and believing in other gods, and he starts preaching to them. And guess what he says? He says, listen to me, guys, this unknown God, this this God that you think is made with um, human hands, I'm telling you he's not. I'm telling you that there is an invisible God, a real living person. And he said, in him you live, in him you move, and in him you have your being. And then he says, some of your prophets... Your poets have also said, we are also his offspring. That's Acts 17, 28. We are also his offspring. Then the Message Bible says it like this, we are the God created. I like that. Everybody say that. We are the God created. Every time I say that, I feel feel like, yeah, what? We are the God created. So even if you're not born again right now, you are still amazing because you are a human being. Because you've been made of the image and likeness of God. Because you're his offspring. Because you're the God created. Because you watch this, you exist. You're nothing less than amazing because you exist. One translation of that verse says, in him we live, we move, and we have our existence. Come on, somebody. So, which, so, what makes me nothing less than amazing, Pastor Maurice? Your birth. If you take notes, write that down. Number one, your birth. You were born amazing. That's why David said, I will praise you. For I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm made awesome. Watch this. Jesus is about to go to the cross, and he's having his last dialogue with his disciples. And he tell, he's talking to them about him leaving and him coming back. And about the pain he knows they're going to go through from him dying and being separated from them. And he uses illustration of a woman who's pregnant and is giving birth to a baby. And watch what he says. This is John 16, 21. He says, A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. Her water's broke. Time to let this baby out. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. (laughs) Jesus was saying, when a woman goes to labor, she's in some crazy pain. When she's giving birth, she's like, oh, screaming. And they're saying push, and she's pushing, I'm pushing, and she's screaming. You ladies know who've, who've had babies. But once it's over, and she sees that baby, she goes into a joy zone. She goes into an opera, oh, my baby, and she's excited. You have never heard and you have never seen a mom look at the baby and say, oh, that baby's ugly. I don't want that thing. You ever seen a doctor or a nurse say, my God, what is this? Why do we even help give birth to this baby? Put this baby back in. You ain't never heard it, you ain't never seen it. Why? Because no matter what color What race, what condition, when a baby's born, every human being knows a miracle has taken place. Every human being knows something supernatural has just happened. If there's an atheist watching or an agnostic, let me tell you something you are a fool. Human, just just go watch The Miracle of Birth, that film. I don't know if they have a new one out, but years ago they had one. Just watch a baby come out of a mother's womb and you tell me that there is no God. Just study the human body alone. Go scientific on me and you tell me. there. The very fact that a human being exists is evidence that God is. Thank you, Jesus. He says there's joy when a human being is born. Not only with the mother, not only with the father, not only with the doctors and the nurses, but also in heaven. You have been born and God celebrates you. He is so excited about your birth that he gives you an escort for the rest of your life. You have a personal angel. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus says that... That people who, who, who hurt children, that you better be careful because angels behold the face of my father. Their angel holds the face of my father. Hallelujah. And I remember one time in, um, in a vision, um, my spiritual father, Kenneth Hagin, when he had an experience with Jesus, Jesus said, uh, where did it say my word that your angel ever left you? And once an angel comes, he never leaves you. He escorts you. Now, not, ev- not every angel, every guardian angel is activating people's lives based on different things, your relationship with God and so on and so forth. But the reality is you have one. You know why? Because God is showing you that you have value. I know how crazy, how wicked this world, but I've given every human being an angel to escort them on the planet because you are born amazing. I say, thank you, Jesus. You are celebrated by heaven. Can't wait till we talk about that. Come on. The next thing of why you're nothing less than amazing, because of your uniqueness. Hey, um, Isaiah, Isaac, could your cuts come up here, please? I'm going to use it as an illustration. I should have told you guys before. These are my... My 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 power twins. Now some of you gonna be watching them. They're already taken. Sorry, they're both engaged. Sorry, ladies. Gonna be like, oh my God, I'm going to win this church. You better pray for some other ones because they're (laughs) going. Okay, look at these guys. All right, these are twins. All right, these are twins. I what we call identical twins. One looks better than the other. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. They're identical twins, okay? Now listen, according to science, they have some of the same DNA. But guess what? If you study this out, you'll find out somewhere in their, when it was in their mother's womb, there was a split. And even though they have a lot of the DNA Not every part of their their body is the same DNA and the same chromosomes. It is different. You know why? Because even identical twins are created by God specifically with specific traits that the other one doesn't have. Why? Because God is in the details, and that's what makes you amazing. You are actually unique. Now, if you look at these twins, they look alike, but if you look at them long enough, you can already see physical differences. Why? Because God wanted it that way. Thank you, guys. There are no carbon copies of you. There are no exact duplicates of you. As someone said, when God created you, he broke the mold. Oh, my God, you're telling me that for all the billions of people on the planet, everybody is different? Yes. That's what makes God so amazing. That's what makes God so powerful. That's why you need to praise him all the days of your life. You need to fall down and worship him all the days of your life because he is the living God. Isaiah the prophet said there's no tracing of his understanding. Jesus said the very hairs on your head are numbered. That means that God knows every number on your head in order. So when you brush your hair and one hair falls out, he calculates the new order. And he knows that for every human being. There are about 7.5 billion people on the planet, and God knows it for everybody. Past, present, and future. Oh, my God. I feel like going into praise right now. Lord, you are great, and you are mighty. I give you praise. I worship you forever. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Your God is great. No of the psalmist said, praise him in, you, in the city. Praise him with the temple and harp. Praise him. Hallelujah. In the dance, he said, no matter who you are, whether you are king, whether you are handmaiden, you need to be praising the Lord. Whether you're a warrior, you need to praise the Lord. Remember when um, David was praising God in front of the Ark of the Covenant and he was dancing and he came out of his royal garments and his wife had an attitude with him? He said, Yo, I'm going to get more crazy. I'm going to get more undignified. Ha, because he had a revelation of who God was. Do you have a revelation of who God is? When you look at yourself, you will. Thank you, Jesus. Your uniqueness makes you nothing less than amazing. No one has your smile. No one has your handprint. No one. Watch this. No one has been like you before you. No one will be like you after you. I'm going to say that again. No one in all of human history whether you believe we've been here for 6,000 years or millions of years, no one has been like you. No one will be like you when you're gone. That's how special and amazing you really are. The word amazing, let let me define the word amazing. The word amazing literally means causing great surprise or wonder. Astonishing. And that little fact that I gave you, that's astonishing. That should cause you great wonder when you think that there's nobody with the same handprint like me. You can be a quadruplet and your, and your um, siblings will not have the same handprint. They will not have all the same DNA. That's why you don't put yourself down. That's why you don't compare yourself to anybody else. Why would you compare yourself to other people when God has made you distinctly different? On purpose. You're not different by accident. You're different on purpose. People are talking about, oh, you have a, what is it called, a doppelganger? Is is that how you say it? What is it? Thank you, doppelganger, whatever. (laughs) Someone who looks like you. Even people who look like you. And I've seen people who look really alike, but there's still something different. Somebody say, something different. Somebody say, something distinct, something special. Put your, heart, your hand in your heart and say, I'm special. For real, for real. Say it again, I'm special. Thank you, Jesus. No one before you, no one after you. And another thing that you need to consider Something else that Paul said in Acts 17, very powerful chapter. He said, God is the one who determined the time you would be born in and where you would be born. So the fact that you're actually born in this generation was by design. And the fact that you were born in America, if you were born in America or whatever country you were born in, was by design. Thank you, Jesus. If you migrated here and God allowed that, that was God's grace, that was by design. And there's a purpose in it because you're that amazing, you're that special. Write this down. Number three, not only your birth, one, not only your uniqueness, two, makes you amazing, your rebirth makes you nothing less than amazing. My what? Your rebirth, your being born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, religious leader, he said, uh, You know, I wanna be in the kingdom. You know, I wanna really go to heaven. <laughs> I don't be religious and end up in the hordes of hell. And he said, What, what, what I gotta do? Jesus said, You must. Whoa, I love that. You must. There's no other way. You must be born again. I don't care what anybody else says. But Oprah said, I don't care. Dalai Lama said, I don't care. What did Jesus say? <laughs> he can be your judge at the end of it all. He said, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and of the spirit. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. He said, oh, I could go back in my mother's womb? He said, nah, man. It's a spiritual transformation. Your human existence has already settled, but now your spiritual existence has got to come into being if you want to be with me forever, if you want to enter the kingdom for real. He said, all right. And that's when Jesus said that famous statement that we love so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that means if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't receive Jesus, you will perish. I don't believe that. Oh, well, when you die, you'll find out. But those of us who have believed in him, those of us who've been born again, that makes you even more amazing. That makes you, here we go, forever amazing. So everybody who's born as a human being, they're amazing, but they leave this life Without Jesus, they're going to hell and they're going to be forgotten forever. So all that amazing will have meant nothing being in the, in, the, in, the, in the middle of hell, in the hordes of hell. And then at your final destination, after the great white throne judgment, you're going to be in the lake of fire that burns forever and ever. If you're born again, that's not you. Don't worry about it. But if you're not born again, I have an obligation to tell you, you must be born again. You must receive Jesus. You must believe in the Lord. And those of you who are born again, stop playing with your family. Stop playing with your friends. Tell them you're going to hell. Like I told that guy in the hospital room. I don't know him from Adam. I walk in. Pastor I say, Oh, talk to him. I show him some love. Yo, what's up, man? Blah, blah, blah. Yo. <laughs> you got shot in your knee. You got shot in your hand. You got shot in your side. Jesus saved you. If you would have died, you, you would have went to hell. He don't know me. He's looking at me like, "Yeah, I'm telling you." But you can be born again now, and he received Christ, Jesus. Oh, but some of you don't believe. That's not—it's not your problem whether they believe it or not. That's their business. It's your job to tell them, and their job to receive it. Glory to God. But you can't—you know—you can't be. Oh, you gotta have, screaming and yelling. You no, know, no, no. You gotta bring it with grace and love. But you still gotta tell them the truth. The Bible says the truth is in Jesus. And this Jesus that we received literally transformed us on the inside. The Bible says he took out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. The Bible says we are what you call new creations. And we're going to get into that some weeks later. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's what? A new creation. A what? Everybody shout it loud. Old things have passed away. Then he says this, behold, all things have become new. Somebody shout, I'm new on the inside. That's what makes you amazing. And guess what? And guess what? If I got born again when I was 14, guess what? Since that time, I've not got old. <laughs> I smell like a brand new car to God. I'm a brand new person. I've been literally transformed. And over the time, over this 30-year period of being saved, I haven't gotten old and rusted. No, my spirit man is still burning bright. He's still brand new. And your spirit man, if you're born again, is still burning bright. He's still or she is still brand new. And you got to be excited about that. And know that you're new. You're new. Somebody say, I'm new. I'm not some old sinner. I'm a new saint. And you're a new saint forever. Thank you, Jesus. That's what makes you nothing less than amazing. Watch this scripture from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his, we are what? His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. them. Let's get to that last part later. For we are his what? Workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. The NLT, New Living Translation says, for we are his masterpiece, born anew in Christ Jesus. The voice says, we are his poem. And I say that because that's the actual Greek word, poema, which means that we're his poem, we're his masterpiece, we're his work of art. The Amplifier says, we've been recreated in Christ Yeah, your human person is still the same, but on the inside, something happened, and that makes you forever amazing. Lift your right hand and say, I'm forever amazing. Don't let the devil tell you that you're a sinner. Don't let him tell you, "Uh, you ain't really all that. No, according to the Scriptures, you are all that. If I'm God's masterpiece, if I'm his workmanship, if I'm his artwork, if I'm his poem, he wrote me, he shaped me, he made me. I should never demean what God has esteemed. So one of the things you'll notice about me, anybody who knows me knows this, I never put myself down. You know that. I got that look of convinced on my face every day. Amen. Glory be to God. Somebody recently, we was in this group text. Somebody was trying to put me down. I said, "Bro, I got." Cause he's trying to get at me. I said, "I have thick skin. You think I'm going to cry because of what you're saying? Your little put downs don't mean nothing. Person stop, cause they know this is let's water from my like a duck's back. I know who I am, Negro. I would say the other word, but I'm trying to, you know, chill." You'll know, be like that with the devil. Who's you? A little Ebonics. <laughs> you're going like to the devil say, Who's you? Who, who are you? Why are you even talking to me? You know, on the street, somebody's trying to come at you. They're like, Why are you even talking to me? That's what I do to the devil. Why are you even talking to me? Why are you even talking? Just, just shut up. And that, you know, that, then that gets you really going, Why? You told me to shut up? What, man? What? But in the spirit realm, when you say shut up to the devil, he does shut up. Remember those demons? Oh, Jesus, you're the holy. Yo, man, shut up. Just get out of here. (laughs) Get to step in. Don't give the devil no respect. He's trying to put you down. He's trying to hurt you. Trying to destroy your self-esteem. Trying to destroy your self-image. You say, Negro, I'm nothing less than amazing. Matter of fact, I'm forever amazing. And then shout about it. (laughs) Hallelujah! Why don't we shout right now because of who we are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We are nothing less than amazing. And then he put that cherry on top and gave you divine purpose. And that's the last point, number four. You are nothing less than amazing because you have divine purpose. He said he gave you purpose. He gave you good works beforehand that you should walk in them. He didn't give it to you when you were born. He created it before you were born. Remember he told Jeremiah, he said, before you were born, I knew you. And I formed you in your mother's womb and I gave you purpose. I ordained you to be a prophet. Now you may not be a prophet, but you're ordained to be, God gave you that purpose and that grace in Christ Jesus before time began. Come on, somebody. And so you are nothing less than amazing also because you have divine purpose. God has special things for you to do, and only you can do them. Yes, there may be somebody doing something similar to what you're doing, but nobody can do exactly what you've been assigned to do. You have a special assignment. Nobody can be Pastor Maurice. Nobody can be you. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, there may be other accountants, but nobody can be an accountant like you and serve who you serve. Yes, a lot of preachers and pastors, but nobody can be Pastor Maurice and pastor and preach like I preach. So there's no need for you to look at somebody else on social media and want their life. Or look at somebody else in your family and wish you were them. No, wish you were you. Oh, that's a nice sermon. Wish you were you. (laughs) Come on. Hallelujah. Why? Because you're nothing less than amazing. You receive that? In Jesus' name, God bless you. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Now, I know it's Memorial Day weekend. I know you're ready to go on barbecue after watching this, if you watch it in the morning. I know some of you have been watching it later. <laughs> but if you have been watching it, I know that you're ready to go barbecue. But don't shut it off yet. Just hold on. Jesus, we thank you. And we bless you for your people. We bless you for these saints. Those who are watching, if you had any kind of bondage with low self-esteem and a a low self-image, I want to let you know that Jesus got you. He's transformed you. And the Father has made you nothing less than amazing. You are a son. You are a daughter of God. You're the God created. God wants you to esteem yourself. Lift up your head and put a smile on your face because of who He has made you. His masterpiece, his handiwork. You're really special. I'm not saying that to make you feel good. No, no, no. The word of God says it, so you should feel good every day of your life. First Peter 2:9 says, You're God's own special people. His purchased possession. Thank you, Jesus. Your identity is established forever. It's not going to change. So you might as well just catch up to what God has said. Oh, but this preacher said this and this preacher said that. I don't care what nobody said. What has God said? And that's what counts. And that's what's going to bring you your life transformation. I do what I do. I am who I am because I know what God has said about me. And I say it out of my mouth. I repeat it out of my mouth. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching and you've not been saved, you've not been born again, this is your time. You heard me talk about hell earlier. This is your time to really make a commitment to Jesus. And when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, literally the Holy Spirit goes inside of you and literally transforms your spirit. You don't just get a ticket to heaven. You become a citizen of heaven. Say this with me, Jesus. I am a sinner on my way to hell, but I believe in you. You came, you died for my sins, and God the Father has raised you from the dead. I believe in you, I receive your forgiveness for my sins, past, present, and future. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for becoming my sacrifice. You are now my Lord. You are now my Savior. In Jesus' name, I've just been born again. Amen. Woo! If that's you watching this, i don't give you watching this a month later, two months later, a week later, a day later. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. Let us know who you are. Let us know that you gave your life to Christ. We were glad to rejoice with you and send you some information. Amen. Well, saints, that's it. We're going to get into our giving again. Hopefully some of you gave earlier, but I want you to give another opportunity to give right now. Jesus is moving in Winners Church. Jesus is releasing good news through Winners Church, and I want you to know that we are a very unique ministry in Queens. We're a very unique ministry in this generation, and God is doing something in us, and believe me, the best is yet to come. But we need you to continue to sow, to be generous. I know you have your bills. I know you have your own needs. But guess what? Jesus has given a commandment that if we give, a promise actually, that if we give, it shall be given back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. There's overflow when you give consistently. The Bible says a faithful man shall abound with blessings. It can't be, oh, I give something today, and then I give something six months later. No, it don't work that way. Paul says give every single week. Every time you get paid, every time you get some money in your hand, give God his portion. Honor the Lord, and he will honor you with your finances. Right now on the screen are the ways that you can give by text, by mail, online. Hallelujah. And you can also give... um, through cash app. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to thank all of you who have been given. God bless you. You're making it happen. We believe in you. We thank you. Witness church, have a great rest of the Memorial Day weekend. You know, have some fun. Stay safe in the name of the Lord Jesus. The angel of the Lord be upon you and protect you and bear you up in their hands in Jesus' name. Come on and worship. Welcome our worship team. They're about to bring that fire again. Amen. God bless you. Nothing less than amazing.